Hey, everybody, on today's Locked On Bama, the SEC meetings, and they have kicked off. They're usually pretty boring, mundane. Not so much this time. Everybody's even talking about the seating charts. Mel Kuyper Jr. has released his big board for the 2023 NFL Draft. How many Bama players were on there? Spoiler, it was a lot. And uh, we'll also keep talking about June recruiting, which is going to be absolutely huge. All that more on today's Locked On Bama. Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? particularly fired up about football. I'm fired up about football all the time. Everybody knows that. But today, as we record, is June 1st. And that just feels like a significant day on the calendar, doesn't it? I mean, I've been saying, look, it's a mental thing for me. Um, I like – I dislike May as much as any month um, because, see, here's the thing. May kind of starts out – like, oh, okay, everything's going to be nice and sort of warm. And then by the end of it, it's excruciatingly hot. And um, it sort of teases me. I'd rather the month be hot at the beginning and cool off towards the end. And um, I feel like June is, okay, I can officially really 100% legitimately be thinking about football. Um, Exactly. Because all we have to do is crawl through June and July. And you have the 4th July in there, and everybody's sort of taking that week off anyway. Um, So – yeah, I mean, and we're going to be crawling anyway because gas prices are at, what, $8 a gallon. <laughs> so uh, if we can just get through July and June, I mean, we're golden. And I feel like that's where we are. And, you know, it's also SEC media, uh, SEC meetings are well underway. Um, they were even talking about the seating chart, which turned out to be much ado about nothing. At first, everybody was like, they intentionally moved Jimbo Fisher. Well, he's the chairman of the meeting committee or whatever the hell it is. So he's specifically supposed to sit where he's sitting and everybody else in alphabetical order by the name of the team or or the university. So it wasn't that big of a deal. I don't think there's been any fireworks because of it. I think everybody was sort of waiting with their pens, like Saban's going to say something. And then Saban said, yeah, I didn't really say anybody did anything wrong. And I know he's just, uh, playing semantics here, but he didn't legitimately say anybody did anything wrong, although uh, he intimated that maybe some people were doing something wrong. Yeah, I, I wanted to at the time, and now the story's just kind of passed, but like if you break down nothing but exactly his quote, it, it, it's it looks very innocuous or pretty innocuous certainly innocuous to the point that Jimbo Fisher's retort was such overkill based on what Coach Saban said. But again, uh, June 1st, SEC meetings are happening. Uh, Think about this, Luke. July is somewhat of a football month in this sense. July 18th, I believe it is, which is a Monday. That is the kickoff of actual SEC media days. The coach is going to this year. It's in Atlanta. The coach is going to Atlanta taking turns, all 14 teams. Uh, Media days is sort of the kickoff of of, of the new football season. Good Lord. How did that not end up in a garbage can? Okay. that Man, if that had only ended up in a garbage can, that would have been great, great podcasting. We did get Uh, a request to react to your famous, 
I dropped my phone in the garbage can in the middle of a podcast moment, which was only about a year and a half ago. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. Obviously, it's a little difficult for me to drop it in a garbage can now that we have to do this on video. And I don't ever video the show holding my phone above a garbage can. So I will enlist the aid of a uh, uh, the movie director uh, that I live with at, at my house, the wife. I, I will get her to uh, perhaps record our podcast uh while i'm reenacting what happened when the uh when the phone went in the can but nevertheless uh media days july 18th and that that now lasts a whole week because there's 14 teams it lasts the whole week the next monday luke july 25th every nfl training camp is open so around the clock on nfl network it's just scenes from camp uh, from from all 32 NFL camps. So you're watching teams practice for the 2022 season. So you could, uh, if you're desperate, if you're desperate uh, football addicts like ourselves, you could say really football starts July 18th and today is June 1st. So that's what, 48 days from now? That's uh, yeah. That's crazy. Here we are. I can do 48 days standing on my head. I mean, you know, I can make it. Hell, I'm, we're already I'm not we're five you. minutes into this podcast. I'm five minutes closer to 48. I'm, I'm, I'm at 47 <laughs> days and, and X amount of minutes now. I kind of dig that. Yeah, um, that's right. Jimmy, let me, go to, let me go ahead and tell everybody about Built Bar. And when I tell you about Built Bar, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to hold this up. I'm hoping that you're seeing it. I, yes. This is the, the uh, birthday cake. Birthday. Built Puff. They are delicious. And I've got a son who loves working out. That's his thing. Um, and he's like, dad, you got to get me some more of these mothers. And I'm like, lucky for you, uh, they sponsor our program. And maybe you've heard about them on my talking, uh, podcast machine. And you did a podcast. Um, we just recently found out you're actually my father. No, that's not what happened. But, uh, <laughs> he said, let me just tell you, let me tell you about Bill. We've been asking, and, uh, Bill delivered. These uh, built granola bars now are here. Built granola bars come in three unbelievable flavors. These are all new. Chocolate peanut butter, chocolate coconut, and white chocolate berry. I want all three of them right now. You want to try all three flavors like I do? You can get a mixed box. Yes, I do. Yes, you do. Yes, I do. With 150 calories, 15 grams of protein, and only 4 grams of sugar, built granola bars will change your world. Built has cracked the code for better granola. They're the perfect healthy snack to pack in your lunch or take on the road to eat as a snack. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15, get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your order at built.com. You know what happens when they come out with new products? That means they send yours truly and Jimmy Stein, his own self, samples, and we will be eating those things like they have the antidote in them because they are awesome. I'm excited. When that box appears, I, I am very excited. When I see them in a store, uh, I often purchase them. Uh, it, it is it's a quality product. I feel like, uh, what was that guy died like a hundred years ago? Uh, uh, and, and, and now, you know, the rest of the story. Who was that? Oh, guy? that's a, that's a, uh, Paul Harvey. Paul Harvey. Paul Harvey. Good. That's what we, that guy. you know, that's I've what, got what you sound like. See, he hawked these products, but he believed in all those products. He, yeah. He was, and if Paul Harvey put his stamp on it, you could trust this was it's the first time I ever heard of Bose speakers was Paul Harvey. And uh, uh, yeah, so I, I think, Luke, I nominate you uh, now that Paul Harvey is uh, is is in the heart farm. Uh, I, I nominate you as the new Paul Harvey. 
I'm down with it. I'll tell you, my friends and I, like uh, my older friends, because I don't think anybody else in my generation knew who the hell he was. But um, my older friends and I always, always used to say, whenever somebody had a story that was too good to be true, we'd always go, there's a Paul Harvey in there somewhere. Like the rest of the story that you're not yeah. telling me, <laughs> there's got to be a Paul Harvey in there. All right, Jimmy. I want to talk you know the rest of the story. Before we get into uh, June recruiting stuff, I want to talk about Mel Kuyper yesterday came out with his uh, big board. Now, his big board isn't necessarily the guy where the guy is going to be drafted because he understands, okay, the best player may not be a good fit for a particular team because maybe the best player is not a quarterback and the team drafting will need a quarterback, as is usually the case. But on his big board, he has a Will Anderson number one. That's pretty right. simple. He said Anderson is dominant and you and a unique edge rusher who might have been the number one overall pick last April if he had been eligible. He doesn't take plays off, is versatile, and made several impressive plays against the run. So 79 pressures, 17 and a half sacks. They led the FBS. Um, of course, who actually goes number one in 2023 will depend on who needs a quarterback. But Anderson is a fantastic prospect. And oddly, not maybe not so oddly, he has Bryce Young number two. So he thinks Bryce Young could be the number one quarterback off the board, followed by C.J. Stroud, Jalen Carter, Jackson Smith, and Jigba uh, at Ohio State. Uh, Jalen Carter from Georgia, of course. Um, then I'm going to talk about other guys that uh, either from Alabama or Alabama will play. Eli Ricks at number eight. I think that's that may be a little high for me. I need to see yeah. how he does. He's got Keyshawn Butte at number nine from LSU, of course. Alabama plays Texas, and, of course, they'll play B. John Robinson. He has him at number 10. Wow. Uh, that's high for a back. Mel, Mel famously isn't yeah. uh, a big fan of drafting running backs in the first round. Uh, the fact that he'd have Bijan at 10 is big for Mel. Agreed. Uh, he has number 13, Anthony Richardson, the quarterback at Florida. He and loves AR-15. He does. I mean, he loves Anthony Richardson. I do, too. But at the same time, I'm telling these NFL guys, put on the brakes, man. He, <clears throat> he hasn't yeah. done enough to justify this. Now, does he have that sort of upside? Do, can he potentially be? That guy, hell, he could potentially be the first pick ahead of Bryce, potentially. But uh, I, I need to see more. I need to see Anthony Richard play quarter. Anthony Richardson play quarterback and beat somebody good because Anthony Richardson was the Florida quarterback. And, and then I'll be on board. But there's just too much hype for a guy. I may very well be back here in October, November, telling you guys, uh, AR-15 might should go number one. Yeah, I'm with you. Look, I like him too. I like his potential a lot. I think to put him this high right now, see, the problem is if you put him this high right now, you hadn't seen enough. Well, if you don't do your rankings until middle of October and he's kicking ass and you put him at number three or something, people are going like, yeah, you've been sleeping on AR-15. No, that's true. That's you know, true. That's and it is a it, it is a projection. It is a projection. I know how hard that is. And I'm not being critical more than Mel. Mel's been the biggest flag waver for, for Anthony Richardson. I, I, I just I just think there's too much now. I think so. But man, the, the, they, these guys might look very smart in uh, October, November, because he does have that sort of potential. His his uh, you know, he you know, he's like and, and here I go because I do the same thing. I'm, I'm telling you, there's a lot of there's there's some Jalen Milrow and Anthony Richardson. Milrow's a lot yeah. like him. Jimmy's like, I can't believe what a dumbass to have AR 15 at number 13. 
where the hell's Jalen Milrow? <laughs> but where's Milrow? He should be three. It should be Will Bryce Milrow. Uh, okay. He has uh, Jordan Addison, who uh, very famously was not looking at Alabama, despite the fact that he was uh, in his transfer. He's not at USC. He's got him at number 18. Um, Cam Smith at South Kakalaki at number 20. Uh, Keely Ringo at number 21 from Georgia. Oh. Number 22 is Will Levis. Okay. Finally, I think a sensible place for Will Levis to go because we've seen Will Levis be projected right. as a number one pick in the draft. And I mean, Come on, people, right? Every time I see Levis high, and by the way, I, I'm a pro Levis. I'm pro Levis just like I'm pro Richardson, although I, I think all the projections, even that one, might be too high. Every time I see Levis in a first round, I think to myself, is Kentucky this bad? Is Kentucky this bad? Because if Levis was that good, Kentucky would be better. I mean, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I mean, Kentucky would be really, really good if they had a top 10 quarterback, a, a, a top 10 pick. A quarterback. I, I just think Levis has NFL traits. Yes. And that will get you drafted. But I've got to see more. I've just got to see more. Uh, but I'm a, I'm a Levis guy. I, anybody that mocks it, anybody that's like, that's I've seen that guy play. He's terrible. Uh, n- no, no, he's not. You're more wrong than the Kuipers. You know, uh, Levis has NFL traits. And frankly, I was one of the first to notice. I didn't talk about it too much, but like when I was watching Levis last year, I'm like, why are people talking about him as an NFL quarterback? He, he's big, he's strong, he's accurate, he's a leader, he's a winner. Uh, I, I love the arm. Dude can whip it, man. He, he's got a big, big arm. Um, You know, what's funny, uh, I just am quickly trying to, I looked up Will Levis's stats He's got like 28, more than 2,800 yards. He's he's uh, 28 touchdowns, 24 touchdowns. Um, I haven't even been able to find Anthony Richards yet, Anthony Richardson's yet, and they ain't going to be anywhere close to what Levis's are. But Correct. people love Richardson more because of what we haven't seen. Because what That's we haven't what seen. So, yep. so. And, and Levis's interception number is really high. Yeah. But I read, I read a breakdown of his picks, and frankly, he's had some really bad luck. Not Even though his interception number is high, it should be much lower. A lot of his interceptions were uh, batted balls, uh, balls that popped off his own receiver's shoulder pads, uh, tip stuff. Uh, his receiver falls down. I mean, uh, I mean, literally, I read like a, a, you know, you go through pick by pick, and it's like literally only a third of these are bad throws. Let me tell you, um, we could do a whole pod on some of these other things that he, so he stops at number 25, like his big board, top 25 players. Then he goes by position. Of course he has Bryce Young at uh, number one. He's got Hinn and Hooker at 10, Will Levis five, Anthony Richard four. Um, running backs. Here's where I wanted to uh, reach into the bag just to get my weekly, let's piss off some Auburn fans here. And it's not Luke doing it. It's not Jimmy doing it. It's Mel Kuyper doing it. He's got B. John Robinson one, which I, I think we can all agree with that. He's probably the best running back in the country. He's got Jameer Gibbs at two, which again I buy. I'm I'm on board. He's got Devin A. Chain at AM number three, Zach Evans, Ole Miss number four, Tank, nice. Bigsby, Tank Bigsby number five. So he doesn't only not have Tank Bigsby, the number one running back in the country, which a lot of Auburn fans claim. He's got him the number four running back in the SEC West. <laughs> it's crazy those sec backs uh here's my thing about gibbs and i'm the biggest gibbs fan in the world i've already proclaimed him sec player of the year once when i went too far with it but i think gibbs could be the second best running back in college football 
I, I don't know that he's going to be the second running back taken in the draft yeah. because I, 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 I see – I hope this is wrong. I really do. I see more of a third down back in the NFL, and, and those guys are never going to be taken in the first round. But that's – I hope I'm wrong. I, I hope he proves at Alabama that he's an every down back in the NFL. I hope so. And I'm a Gibbs fan. Don't anybody be thinking, boy, Jimmy's not as high on not- Gibbs others. Hell, I, I've been waving the Gibbs flag higher and longer than anybody. I, I just – I just don't see him as a premier NFL back. On the other hand, you know, I think Darren Sproles is a good comp for him. And I think in retrospect, don't you take Sproles in the first round? In retrospect? I, I mean, with, I Sproul, with Sproles' career, I'm just talking about. And we've lost Jimmy. There he is. Jimmy got a call. And so now Jimmy is uh, on silent. We will get Jimmy corrected. Right now, we're going to take a break. Jimmy, you get yourself corrected, and we will take a break. When we come back, hopefully, Jimmy will be able to give us uh, some June recruiting news as he'll join the podcast here in a second. But see, that's the thing with Jimmy. When you're popular, you get a lot of phone calls. When you're bad with technology, you don't know how to take these phone calls and keep your volume up. That's why. (laughs) And you're also... Your, your dexterity is also questionable because he keeps dropping the phone. But Jimmy, right. yeah, this has been a this has been almost disastrous. The the floor is yours, my friend. I want you to go off on some more June recruiting stuff, just like you did oh, yeah. on one spot. Yeah, uh, June is the biggest recruiting month. Camp starts today. Our coaches, pretty pretty fun if you think about it. Our coaches, all of them, Charles Kelly and Gillespie and Coleman Hutzler, which is the coolest name on the staff, by the way. Uh, Coach Wolf, the offensive line coach, everyone except Nick Saban, who's still in Destin. He won't be back in Tuscaloosa till late this afternoon. Uh, all our coaches are on the field coaching, but they're coaching uh, kids, kids, uh, kids at camp. So uh, that's partly a recruiting thing and partly a summer camp thing for for kids that just want to learn about football and, and, and become better players. Uh, the percentage of kids that attend camp versus the percentage of kids we're actually recruiting is a uh, you know, it's a really small number. It's it's one percent or less of the, of the kids that that actually attend camp that we're recruiting. Um, so, and, and I know that's the part all of us are are interested in uh, here. But interesting that we're having unofficial visitors this week. Most of those kids are camping or, or will be camping. An interesting one that's there today. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter is Peyton Kirkland. He is a big six-seven tackle from Dr. Phillips, not Dr. Pepper. Me and Luke say Dr. Pepper every time, but it's Dr. Phillips High School in Orlando, uh, alma mater to uh, Ha Ha Clinton Dix. Uh, Peyton Kirkland is uh, somebody Alabama's recruiting, somebody Alabama wants. Uh, he could is free to commit today. Let's hope he does. But he is probably a Florida guy, probably a Gator. Uh, if not a Gator, a Bulldog, a uh, uh, Georgia Bulldog. I think Alabama may be running third here. But you know how you know how you climb. You get them on campus and, and you impress them. And and God knows Alabama's done that a million times uh, in the Nick Saban era. So Peyton Kirkland, he's on campus now. Uh, this weekend, there's a lot of interesting official visitors. Um, I'm most interested in a kid that might not be ranked as high as the others. Wide receiver Cole Adams is on an official visit this weekend. He's a wide receiver. He's from Oklahoma. Uh, I don't believe he has an Oklahoma offer. Uh, but and he's not like a top 100 player nationally. This is not a uh, the bluest of blue chippers, but I like him a ton. And when I watch him, I see him as a guy Alabama would like a ton. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm doing some digging. I'm gonna say he's on commitment watch this weekend. 
uh, but I can't I can't guarantee you that yet. Uh, but that that's what I'm working on today. I'm digging on that one. Is Cole Adams a possibility to commit this weekend? Riley Williams, a tight end from Oregon. Uh, he is one of the best tight ends in the country. I love him. He might be the best tight end in the country. Everybody's recruiting him. Could be an Alabama versus Oregon thing, which is funny uh, in the sense that that would be Alabama versus uh, Tosh Lupoy, who's uh, Oregon's uh, defensive coordinator, lead recruiter. And uh, I'm sure Tosh has his hand in on Riley Williams. Uh, he is officially visiting this weekend. So is Brandon Ennis, practically a six-star wide receiver from Florida. Uh, Alabama's in his top three or four. He's probably an Ohio State lean. This is our weekend to try to uh, get that changed. Yeah, um, that's a that's a long list of names you just rattled off right there. I dig it, um, but that was a lot. That's a Dylan Lonergan's visiting too, uh, the quarterback from uh, Snellville, Georgia. Uh, probably not going to be Alabama's second quarterback in this class, although he does have an Alabama offer. I think Alabama would like to have him as a second quarterback. I don't think with the timing this is going to work out. And frankly, I see Lonergan somewhere else. Uh, a huge factor in Lonergan's recruitment is he is a great baseball player to the point he could be a very hot draft pick in the major league draft. He is definitely going to be a two-sport guy. Um, quarterback and two-sport guy doesn't really sit well with coach. Uh, I, I, I just don't project Lonergan ended up at Alabama, but uh, it needs to be said, Alabama really likes Lonergan. Lonergan really likes Alabama. That's why he's there this weekend on an official visit. I mean, I, I would sort of like it because I was talking last night on our sports place programming about the quarterback situation. And I mean, if you assume Bryce Young is going pro, and I think that's pretty fair after this year, then Alabama's left with Jalen Milrow with Ty Simpson and Eli Holstein or Holstein. Which one is it? Holstein. That's what I thought. So yeah. everybody, uh, I've had a lot of people say Holstein. I'm like, it's spelled Steen. So I'm going Steen. I'm so, going with Steen until I'm corrected, but uh, I, I think, himself. I've heard uh, put it this way. Um, I've heard I've 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 heard his name pronounced Holstein by people who talk to Eli Holstein, so okay. I'm assuming they're getting it right. So, um, anywho, you got Eli Holstein, Milrow, Ty Simpson. Let's assume Jalen Milrow wins the gig, which I think is very fair to assume. A lot of people think that'll happen. I projected it this week on on three then let's assume that maybe ty simpson goes hey i I can be a starter somewhere i'm not saying he's going to do that i'm just throwing out a a hypothetical here better be prepared potentially be left with jalen milrow who's never started and eli holstein who is a true freshman so you have to get another qb in this class if you ask me unless you want to get a transfer um from that that happened they might go to the portal because they'll be scared to death about not having a guy who's played yeah, exactly. So, uh, by the way, Jimmy, I figured out why when you were r- rattling off all that recruiting info and you weren't looking at your phone or doing anything to, like, see it, you just had it in your brain. That's why you can't do any phone shit. You've got too much recruiting shit up here. <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm really into I've, – I've decided to not, – not that I wouldn't any other time, but really I'm diving into recruiting this month. I mean, it's a huge recruiting month, and – uh uh, trying to get ahead to on the 24 group because uh, a lot of 24 kids are in camp this month at Alabama that will be basically uh, jockeying for position on our 24 board. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm really into it, and uh, we, we should be adding commitments. And uh, uh, and if we're getting one this week, 
my money's on Cole Adams. And, and again, I'm digging today. Hopefully I'll have news tomorrow about whether I'm going to RPM Cole Adams to Alabama. Um, we'll just see how confident uh, I am after talking to people who talk to people. All right, buddy. That's going to do it for this episode. Check back with us tomorrow. Everybody keep subscribing. Uh, until then, roll tight. Roll tight.